Hey guys, before we start the show today, I wanted to fill you all in on something that I think you guys as fans of the show might be interested in. You might remember back on our WrestleMania 20 episode, I interviewed my mom and my dad as part of the show, asking them why on earth they would send 18-year-old me and Travis to New York City unsupervised for WrestleMania, and got some feedback from you guys that you enjoyed hearing from my dad, who definitely did not want to be a part of that interview. But uh, anyway, my dad, he's recently retired. His name is John Dorio, and for his entire life, he's wanted to be an author. He's always written as a hobby part-time, and now that he's retired, he's been able to focus on that, and he just recently released his first book of fiction. It's called Intersections, and it's this collection of short stories, horror, sci-fi type stuff, kind of like Stephen King meets The Twilight Zone meets Stranger Things. I'm a big fan of it, but obviously I'm biased, but I think you guys, if you're listeners of this show, if you're into that sort of genre, you guys would really enjoy it. So, I wanted to let you guys know about it. Once again, the book is called Intersections, and each story is unique and different. It kind of talks about the different places where my dad has lived in his life and reimagines those streets and places with some different types of horror and ghost and sci-fi elements in there. You can pick up the book at minddriftbooks.com. That's M-I-N-D-D-R-I-F-T books.com. Minddriftbooks.com. You can get a hardback copy, paperback copy, and you can also get a copy on Amazon as well for the Kindle ebook. If you guys wouldn't mind, go check it out. You can even read a free chapter of it on Amazon if you want to go get a taste of it. But if you want to help support my dad as he goes on this new venture in his life, I would really appreciate it, and I know he would love to make some new fans this way as well. Now, on with the show. Alright creatures of the night, welcome to episode number 117 of our encyclopedic exploration digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time. Welcome to Talking Taker. I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking. My name is Alex Dorio and I am one of your co-hosts and I am joined as always by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, He's got his big salmon jacket on, Mr. Travis White. And Travis, brother, I hope you got a lot left in the tank tonight because we are going to be talking about the champion of the Hall of Pain himself, Mark Henry, going one-on-one with Don Dateka. Oh, big time, big time. Yes, WrestleMania big time. Salmon jacket, is that like a jacket made out of salmon? Like something that... Like uh, Lady Gaga would wear or something. I, I think it was a pure salmon skin jacket, from what <laughs> it's I recall. Just peeled skin. No yes. Salmon. Yeah. Oh man, talk about one of the best promos of all time. Seriously, who thought Mark Henry would get one of the best promos of all time? But that's in 2011. We'll get there eventually. But yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm ex- I'm actually excited to talk about this match. I really wasn't looking, you know, kind of weeks ago looking as to what's to come. But this is actually going to be pretty fun, I think, to talk about. So. Yeah, we not definitely, a lot of build-up, but definitely, <laughs> definitely was not a fan of his back then. N- no, that's what I was trying to say. We, we didn't feel like that about Mark Henry back during this time. But, right. Uh, well, it'll be fun to re-examine it, kind of reevaluate Mark Henry, and we'll talk about where he stood back in 2006 in our eyes and in a lot of fans' eyes and how surprising that uh, later run and how surprising it was, how beloved he came and all that. We'll get to all that on the show. We're talking WrestleMania 22 tonight. If you haven't gathered Big time. Yet. Big time. <laughs> and it is the first, last, and only casket match in WrestleMania history up to this point. You never know. Yes. There might be another yet. one one day in the future. But uh, that would be a neat little twist as we continue on through the Undertaker's streak. It's always a special episode when we get to do that. And uh, we're going to get right to it here. We're going to take our time traveling hearse all the way back to 2006, to February 2006, picking up after one of the greatest matches of The Undertaker's career of all time 
at No Way Out 2006. We covered it last week on the show. If you didn't listen to it, go listen to that one. Go watch that one. Again, just skip this episode. Go watch that match. Yeah, it'll be, go watch it. It'll be more entertaining than anything we can do here. But uh, The Undertaker barely, barely lost to Kurt Angle. A controversial finish there. It looked like he made him tap out, but had his had his shoulders pinned to the mat at the same time. So that's where we're leaving off here. And because it was such a hotly contested match and because, you know, The Undertaker has built up more PTO than anyone in history, <laughs> he's going to take the SmackDown after that pay-per-view off. Uh, and, you know, it's it's for good reason because he has got to prep and train and get ready for the rematch. Teddy Long, the general manager, loved that match so much that he has ordered an immediate rematch March 3rd, 2006 between Kurt Angle and The Undertaker for the World Heavyweight Championship. So that'll be uh, what we go to next. Yeah, so like you said, SmackDown, uh, March 3rd, 06. The show opens with a highlight package, uh, just promoting the main event and recapping that classic that we just you just mentioned. And um, this main event, again, it's the rematch of the No Way Out main event, and it's uh, really a big match feel. It takes about 20, 25 minutes at the end of the show, and it's not – on the same level as that, you know, but again, that was a five-star match. Like, you know, this one is four and, you know, a half. It's maybe pretty close. It's, it's, it's pretty close. Yeah. It's not exactly the same, but, um, it's a really good, as far as free TV matches, this is, you don't get any much better than this. So, and there's lots of callbacks and kind of moments that kind of play into the, the match from, uh, no way out and tearing the house down Taker even breaks out the Taker care of business, which is great to see. Yeah. And yeah, cool spot where Taker's going to go for the apron leg drop, but he actually stops himself and hops down because back at No Way Out, he got his leg caught in the ankle lock off of that. So he um, he leg drops, uh, excuse me, he turns Kurt Angle over where like his chest is facing the mat and leg drops him across the back to do some more damage to his neck. So there you go. You're really working on that, but it's pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool psychology there. And, um, he actually gets a tombstone at the end and goes to cover Kurt Angle, but then Mark Henry slides in the ring um, and attacks Taker from behind to cause a DQ. And Davari, of course, is his manager. He's with him, and they start beating Taker up, and the announcers remind us that Mark Henry is angry because the Undertaker got the title shot at No Way Out. He thought he deserved it. And um, they start beating him up, taking him to the outside, and... Mark Henry lays Undertaker on one announce table and climbs up on the other one, which already right there, I'm like, I hope they, like, reinforce this thing because that is a big, big man on there. And he goes to splash him, then he kind of stops and second guesses and uh, walks backward and then runs. Mark Henry runs, first of all, which is strange to see, but Mark Henry runs across the Spanish announce table and then jumps off of it and does, like, a bullfrog splash from that through or on the taker through the other announce table which is pretty impressive to see um and michael cole sells it like the undertaker just got shot or something so he's like this is the worst thing he's ever experienced um and mark henry's beating his chest and you know holding his hands up as they go off the air here and but uh that frog splash was pretty pretty cool to see uh from big old mizark there so yeah, it was, and I mean, that pretty clearly sets the stage for WrestleMania here. Just a few weeks out of it, we get an idea of what they're planning for WrestleMania, Undertaker and Mark Henry, which, you know, let's just talk about it, man. Let's talk about our thoughts on Mark Henry back during that time, because, you know, like we kind of alluded to it last week, he is a Hall of Famer, uh, and around 2010, 2011, he started that Hall of Pain run, and won the world title and they did the whole fake retirement angle with John Cena that, you know, everybody loved. It's, it's one of my just absolute favorite moments in raw history. Oh yeah. I think I'd put that, put that in the top 10, probably just awesome moments. And at this point, 2006, Mark Henry had been in the company for 10 years. Mm-hmm. He was a 10 year veteran at that point. I remember him coming in, in 96, uh, off the, being legitimately in the in the Summer Olympics, and he was supposed to be like the next big thing, and it just seemed like for years and years and years he was gonna be the next big thing. He had this big ten year contract that was like the big deal mm-hmm. at the time, which doesn't seem like a big deal now because it you know 
everyone they never fire anybody these days (laughs) but like back then i was like oh my god they signed this guy to a 10-year contract that's like three times as long as anybody else's contract yeah Yeah. seriously. most were like three three and a half years or something yeah and it was for like huge guaranteed money and everything Mm -hmm. and he 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 just something about him he's one of these guys that we've talked about on here before this man pushed him over and over and over and over again, and it just never seemed to click. Besides sexual chocolate, which was, you know, it was comedy, and it was right, yeah. great and memorable, but it was, it was comedy. character work. Yeah, it and, wasn't his in ring stuff. It was character. Yeah, it felt, and like, it wasn't main event stuff. No, 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 and that's why him getting thrown into this big WrestleMania push against undertaker it just made me roll my eyes like again with this mark henry thing like what are we doing here i agree wholeheartedly man i remember just being like dude like at this point taker has had you know in recent memory he's had triple h he's had rick flair you know randy orton which i i could buy that even though even though i wasn't a fan i could buy that because they were pushing him he's new a young stud had been there for three years two years not ten so it's kind of like when like I know you personally, whenever Dolph Ziggler comes back and gets a main event push, you're not a fan of that because he's been beaten down for the last 15 years that you can't take it seriously. Yeah, not well, the anymore. same. Yeah, yeah, not anymore. Well, the same concept applies here, in my opinion. You know, like I was just like, this guy should have been like Andre the Giant or the Big Show was. You know, when he first came into WCW, he should have been pushed to the moon, but he wasn't. And like you said, he's just a comedy character. But now he's supposed to be serious, but. I just, I as a fan needed more time to garner that goodwill as him being a main eventer or being pushed as far rather than just throwing him in the main event with Taker. I just didn't buy it, you know? And so, like you said, plus I was like, casket match man, against Henry? Like, I don't know, man. It's not going to be good. I just really wasn't too excited at the time. But um, Yeah, that too. It's like, you know, what great Mark Henry matches has there been in 10 years? Right. Like, right. not a memorable one. And, like, what's what's to make you think Undertaker is going to have one of those back at that time? Exactly. Um, Dolph Ziggler's a good comparison. The one I was thinking of today is Bobby Lashley. Man, just another guy that's just, they seem to see a world of potential in for years and years and years and push him over and over and over again. And it's just like... I just don't see it, man. Like he's he's fine, but he's he's not up to that level that they, that WWE has always seen him, in my opinion. But you know, maybe uh, maybe one day he'll have a Hall of Pain moment and just like it'll finally click for him after all these years. He should be portrayed as an equivalent of Brock Lesnar, but he's not because he's a shoot fighter for real too. Yeah. But he's not, and I will not take him seriously when he is. If they do that feud, I won't take him seriously because no. he's just he's lost so much goodwill with me as a fan as far as how they how they portrayed him so yeah i agree that's a great comparison he's a big dude too well you can hear the uh holla train in the background on this oh holla holla train <laughs> yeah super the loud coming back. yeah <laughs> another former wrestlemania was, opponent of the Undertaker. well yeah i was gonna say i skipped over him when i was recounting taker's current uh or most recent <laughs> opponents and so he got mad at me he came billowing through your house so we'll talk about him in a second mark henry brings him up so it's true. Uh, March 10th, 2006. Let's get back into it here. Uh, Mark Henry is going to open up the show, actually. And he's coming out. He's going to explain his actions from last week. And again, he's got Davari as his manager now. And he's hyping him up. They're talking about how Kurt Angle stole Mark Henry's title shot. That Mark Henry deserves to be in the main event of WrestleMania. Everybody's forgotten about him, which basically true yes (laughs) we didn't really care about him back then uh they bring up him taking out batista so bad that he had to give up the title taking undertaker's shot away from him all this sort of stuff hyping up their feud and mark henry gets on the mic says i do what i want to who i want whenever i want so that's going to lead to Kurt Angle coming out, answering his challenge. Rey Mysterio gets involved. Randy Orton gets involved. Yada, yada, yada. And four guys standing in the ring. They got nothing to do. Teddy Long's going to come out. And he's going to make that a tag team match, play it. Exactly. For the main event. So Mark Henry, Randy Orton against uh, Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio here in the main event. 
and Mark Henry takes out the ref. Davari brings a table into the ring, and Mark Henry ends up splashing Kurt Angle through it off the second rope. Again, they're pushing Mark Henry big time here. He just took out yeah. the world champion. He's going to take him out again here in a couple weeks. So they're, they're trying to hype him up. They're trying to make him into a serious threat. They're doing what they can here. But after he's celebrating with all that, the gong hits. The Purple Haze takes over the arena. And Taker's voice comes over the speakers. And I love this version of Undertaker because he gets right to the point. Mark Henry! go <laughs> what else do you need to say man? no nothing you don't get paid by the hour exactly and uh I, I will tell you this man i loved mark henry's reaction to this dude he was not like so many other people he was not kamala he was not yokozuna he was not mabel he he, he acted a little scared at first but then he just kind of like psychs himself up starts like yeah. shaking his head and he starts doing the Mark Henry thing man he just starts talking mm-hmm. just like you want to put me in a casket you you better be ready to put me in a casket you best be good and ready and just starts yelling at the camera as the show's going off the air and that's the Mark Henry that everybody fell in love with and uh, you start to see it creeping through here a little bit yeah exactly i tell you what man Mark Henry now in 2019, I love Mark Henry in 2019. Yes. He is incredible to listen to. He is insightful. I've been listening to the Busted Open podcast recently, and he is, oh my word, everything he says, I agree with everything he says. He is so, golly, he's such a well-educated man, too. Like, he, like for being, you think he's such a big muscle head, you know, big meathead, Olympic athlete. No, dude, this guy's got education. He talks smart. He's very well-spoken, and listening to him, on Austin's podcast a few months ago was very very cool too and you can tell how emotional Austin got and and he but uh, Mark Henry has that same passion when he's on Busted Open it's really cool man so I've been really digging getting into that recently so I do love Mark Henry and you saw like I said a little glimmer of that here where he's just psyching himself up and talking and almost getting to the that's what I do part like we're getting there we're not quite there yet but you see the seeds being planted so I do love it so yeah man if 2011 or, or 2000 or 2019 Mark Henry would have taken on Undertaker at WrestleMania you know that would have been a different story if he could have oh, yeah. brought out that intensity he just didn't you know it wasn't quite there yet at this point yeah it wasn't well <clears throat> the next Smackdown is March 17th so happy St. Patrick's Day ladies and gentlemen March 17th 2006 a massive tool Josh Matthews is going to interview Mark Henry with Davari and he asks their thoughts about accepting the challenge for the casket match, but his eyes roll in the back of his head. And I'm just kidding. He doesn't get possessed <laughs> again. Uh, Darn that it. Yeah, that would have been fun, though. But um, Henry's like, I ain't going to no casket. The Undertaker challenges me to a casket match. And I'm supposed to pack up and go home, huh? I'm supposed to pack up and go home. No. I'm not going in a casket. See, the legend says you have to fear the casket. The legend says you have to fear the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania. I fear nothing. I dare the Undertaker to get in the face to get face to face with me. I'm not the one that didn't show up last week, which is true. That's right. He was there. Taker wasn't. He says tonight the Undertaker can come out to meet with me. He said better yet. How about tomorrow in Detroit, I'll challenge Undertaker to bring it to me. Well, those of you paying attention to a calendar, this is on a Friday night. Tomorrow night would be a Saturday. Well, he doesn't hold shows on Saturdays. Hmm. What could he be talking about? Hmm. I don't know. So, anyway, we have Mark Henry and Eminem are in the main event to face Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, and Randy Orton, um, which is okay. Yep, that happens. <laughs> yeah. Taker's not there, but he's holding off till Saturday because that's going to take us into something that I know you're dying to talk about. So. Oh, I'm dying to, man. <laughs> I'm just chomping at the bit. 
<laughs> yeah, so this is our first time on the show talking about Saturday Night's Main Event, March 18th, 2006. This was a huge deal back then. Uh, this mm-hmm. was WWE returning to that famous time slot, that famous programming on NBC that they ran, you know, during the the golden days, during the Hulkamania days, so many times, so many great memories of Saturday night's main event and uh, the first one in 14 years, I believe. And Yeah, it's crazy. That that was big news back then to, that they were going to be back on NBC. I mean, they've been on UPN for a while, but you know, NBC and UPN, those are different mm. levels <laughs> right there. And you know, that yeah, was... one's like good. <laughs> and one's like the opposite of that. <laughs> Can't put it in more simple terms than that. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> but uh, I think this was part of the deal of WWE going back to USA, USA on NBC, all in the same conglomerate there. So they'd get to have a few more Saturday Night's main event specials. And, you know, they uh, ran them for, I think, two years or so and didn't quite end up being the same specialness uh, of the original ones but it was still really really cool to see them back on there I remember being really hyped for it and um, uh, it was a uh, really cool setup and the arena I love the staging for it yeah they brought JR back for the first time in a while he'd gotten fired for one of the umpteenth times a few months before this and so they (laughs) brought him back for that man it was just really cool yeah, it was neat, man. I don't remember if I watched this one live or not, but I do. I probably I wouldn't have had a DVR yet. I think I probably would have taped it, you know, on VHS still. Right. I, I know it was two thousand six, but I still would have VHS taped it. So I do remember watching it, and um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun to, to and it's fun in nowadays to go back and relive this. You know, uh, like I said, now we we take it for granted they're on Fox, SmackDown is, but back then being on NBC was a huge deal. You know. I mean, it's still a huge deal on Fox, but fourteen, you know, whatever, thirteen years ago, it was a big deal. They were coming back to, back to primetime. It's really cool. That's right, and they're gonna have the Undertaker on primetime on NBC here. He has been challenged by Mark Henry, so we see a little recap of that feud, which at this point is pretty much just the one time Mark Henry put Undertaker through <laughs> the table. That's yeah. pretty much it now. And uh, Davari is. Hyping up the world's strongest man, saying he's not afraid of caskets, not afraid of the Undertaker. And Mark Henry says Undertaker is afraid of him. And he says he's going to beat the dead man at his own game and shove the Undertaker into that coffin if it's the last thing he does. Again, it's a casket, not a coffin. <laughs> well, they're on Saturday Night's Ben Event. He thinks it's 92. They used to call them uh-huh. coffins back then. So, okay, you know, that's true. He's, he's just getting the spirit. And that's it. That's right. <laughs> Well, we, we did talk about the difference between a coffin and a casket match back on some of our earliest podcast episodes. So you can head back into our archives and listen to those on there if you want to hear the difference between those. But before Mark can finish his sentence, we hear the gong. We hear the Undertaker coming out. Flames and smoke summon the arrival of the dead man. And the Druids are going to bring out this deep dish, Chicago deep dish mm. casket. And Mark Henry's talking trash in the ring. He's continuing to call it a coffin. And JR on commentary, they're putting over the conscience of the WWE, putting over his WrestleMania record. You know, they're they're talking to a new audience, possibly here on NBC. So they're setting the stage here. And uh, JR says that casket reminds him of the one that Undertaker stuffed Yokozuna in back in the day. Double wide, double deep, man. So, again, playing into the history here and... Uh, they basically have a preview of their match here, even though it's not really a match. They yeah. Undertaker undresses, they get go at it in the ring, start throwing hands, do some moves to each other, and uh, Mark Henry overpowers the Undertaker as Jr. on commentary is talking about the quote unquote raw potential of Mark Henry, and once again, he's been around. For 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That just sums it up, man. We're still talking about his potential 10 years down the road. And that's why this was just not exciting back in the day. That'd be like if next week they were like, look at this Seamus guy. He's got a lot of potential. Right, man. He's been there for decades. (laughs) You just got to cut bait at some time. But, um, you know, I'm glad they didn't in hindsight. But felt like they should have at this point. So, oh, they were playing the long game. They were, man. 
Well, they eventually fight around. Undertaker tosses Mark Henry into the stairs and knocks him out cold, I guess. Or boots him into the crowd, actually. Dude, those stairs were like... They must have had ether in them or something. Because, yeah, or his boot had ether in it. Might have been. Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> that allows Taker to go after Davari now. He choke slams Davari onto the casket and then gives him a tombstone onto the casket. And then basically <laughs> oh, <yep. laughs> crawls on top of Davari in a very awkward manner <laughs> and sticks his tongue out and just poses in the most uncomfortable way on top of Davari. It was a <laughs> odd move from Undertaker. Seen better in his head than in practice, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I think what was happening was there's not a lot of space on that casket. He was trying to do his whole pose, but it wound up looking like a... Looking like, like a, gold dust, basically. Like that, or like some... Like an album cover from like some 80s hair metal band. <laughs> like, like Warrant or something. <laughs> like, that'd be the cover of it, just demon like this tongue out over you know i don't know it was it was weird yeah it was awkward it was a weird look for nbc awkward. but yeah. uh overall it was cool uh it's you know fun little footnote here and something a little bit different on the road to wrestlemania this year yeah and my only nitpick with the whole thing was that jr on commentary is like what do you think that mark henry has to win or has to gain from beating the undertaker at wrestlemania and taz is like like a little bit speechless, and he's like, <laughs> "I mean, he'll be the first one to defeat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Like, he has everything to gain by doing that, Jr. But like you said, Jr. been off for a while. He'd been at home watching uh, Sooners football, I guess. So, or no, watching the I don't know what he's watching in March, but anyway, a so rusty. um, he's a little rusty there. Yeah, Sooners basketball. Who knows? <sighs> yeah, that's probably nothing to write home about. But um, yeah. Anyway, so. That takes us to the next week on SmackDown on March 24th, 06, and we get the recap from Saturday night's main event, and then we just cut to Mark Henry's big old face, just taking up nine-tenths of the camera space on your screen, and he's looking straight in the camera. He's like, of all people, you take from me, you took away my title shot, my manager, and I'm gonna come and I'm going to come take something from you, your precious winning streak. So, again, it's become about the streak, you know, at this point. So, he says he's going to hurt Taker again and rest in peace. But tonight, he's going to take out Kurt Angle and make him feel the pain. So, the main event of this SmackDown is a rematch um, from the Royal Rumble main event with Kurt Angle versus Mark Henry. So, again, we mentioned uh, that, you know, Henry's been put in his main event slot. He he did fairly well against Angle at Royal Rumble because he had to cheat to beat him. He... Um, take out, he's taking out Batista, quote unquote, you know, in kayfabe, he's taking out Taker, you know, he's really, they really are doing a good job of pushing him. However, he should have been a new talent, not a 10 year vet at this point, you know, like I would have bought into it if it was somebody else probably at the time. Um, my, my opinions have changed over the years, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It is what it is, but, um, he actually winds up pinning Kurt Angle here in a non-title match because, uh, Randy Orton gets involved and, um, and Rey Mysterio does too, but um, yeah, so he, he's looking like a credible threat to the Undertaker. Honestly, again, as as much as you and I weren't, uh, well, most people weren't really inv- involved in this in this his uh, character, he definitely was being built up as a credible threat. So I'll I'll, I'll give them kudos for that. Oh yeah, that's a huge win. I mean, it's kind of crazy yeah. in hindsight that a guy not involved in the world title match. It's yeah. a clean win over the world champion two weeks before WrestleMania. Like, I mean, Taker couldn't do that at No Way Out, yeah? Yeah. No. Pretty wild here. Uh, as that takes us to the go-home show for WrestleMania. And this is my favorite part of the whole build right here, this segment. <laughs> Mark Henry is going to give a eulogy for The Undertaker, a, a pre-eulogy here. Uh, there, we see a black wreath in the ring. Mark Henry's got a suit on. No salmon jacket at this point, no. sadly. Uh, but Michael Cole does call it the biggest suit in captivity. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I loved it. <laughs> and uh, we can mark off a uh, check on the bingo card because someone does have a headstone sign in the crowd for Mark mm-hmm. Henry. So we got that. Uh, got that cliche yep. marked off there. And Mark Henry, he gets in the ring. The lights go dark. We see, hear some like 
Party City Halloween music playing in the background. <laughs> and uh, he says, tonight we're going to pay homage to something some people thought would never end, the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. And so, Mark Henry goes one by one through each man in the streak. He reads off all their names, and we see an image of each guy up on the SmackDown Tron, all the way from Jimmy Snuka to Randy Orton, even A-Train and Big Show and Big Boss yep. Man, all even all the crappy ones. He, he lists them all off there. And like you mentioned, Travis, we've kind of seen that change over here the past couple of years where the Undertaker's feuds are becoming solely focused on that streak it's become its own sort of championship its own sort of badge of honor its own belt here at wrestlemania uh and henry says that was in the past now we're talking about the future and the future is here the future is in me brothers and sisters amen I'm the one that took out Batista. I'm the one that pinned the world heavyweight champion last week. And I'm the one that will end The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Oh, my brother. Testify. Fun fact for you. Uh, he said on Busted Open the other day that he was... He presented a reverend like um, character. Vince said no, and six months later, Devon was Reverend Devon. <laughs> he he wanted to be like a, a preacher uh, after you know they're trying to find direction for him. So oh, that was that's kind of funny. Yeah, but, I never and, heard and, that. Then, and then I watched this like right after that, so that's kind of neat. I was like, oh, here it was. Like, was this was it. four years later, but anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, that's it, man. He says he's gonna be the one to take out the Undertaker at WrestleMania, and this was again. He's not letting loose in the same way he let loose during the Hall of Pain era, but it's the closest that we get to that here. It's something a little bit different. He's showing the most personality that he's showed during this build. I liked it, but there wasn't anybody in the world who thought he had any chance to beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And that's why this is not that memorable of a feud. That's why this never really gets off the ground because there's just no intrigue here. Even with, with Randy Orton last week, we had a lot of our listeners saying man, they they really thought some of them even wanted Randy Orton to beat Undertaker. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anybody out there watching this that thought Mark Henry stood any chance. Right, exactly. And, um, you know, I, I thought they'd do more with the casket, like, gimmicky thing. I'm, but, but... I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad it wasn't like, like you said, Kamal or Yokozuna where he's afraid of it. And so like, I'm glad that they didn't play into that too much because that's just so – I'm just that, – that horse is dead, man. Like, let's just quit beating it. And they did for once. Like, I, I'm glad that they did that. So I did like that. Um, like, I'm trying to find the silver lining here around this stuff. But, um, yeah, it was hard to get into the – you know, like you said, intrigue. There was no intrigue for this. That's a great word because you just know he's not winning. But allegedly – Allegedly, he was offered to win this match or something. That's what I've, you know, you read different things on, on the dirt sheets or on the internet or hear from different interviews and stuff. And the scuttlebutt was, you know, in, in this come out since is that he was uh, basically talked about, presented to, to, to win. And allegedly, depending on who you listen to, he said no. So I don't know if Mark Henry has ever commented on that or not. But anyway, apparently he's the one that's like, uh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be the guy that. Defeats the streak, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't Fun. know. I don't know how much I buy into that stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. Why would you say no? Why would you not? Like, that would make you the I man. I think is a respect thing for Taker. So, mm. but anyway, I don't know. Like I said, it's a, it's all alleged. Take it as a grain of salt. If it comes from the internet. So I will. I will put Whatever. some extra salt on that. That's well. <laughs> things about to get a little salty here in WrestleMania twenty two. We're gonna take it up to. Uh, April 2nd, 2006, man, at the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois. And, uh, yeah, man, this is a great, great, great opening video. It is, dude. This show. is, uh, how does it go? How does it go? <laughs> it goes like this. Hello. 
Let me introduce <laughs> you to. Let's see if I can get the, the voice of that guy. Shine yeah, down. Man. I dare you. Yeah, man. This is one of the all time. I dare you to tell me. I dare you to. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Great opening video package. I posted it on our social media. Uh, yes. Go back and watch I it. I watched it. <laughs> man, it's so, so good here. And. Um, Dude, you, we, great show. There's like I was not a huge Shine Down fan. I love the dude's voice. Their style wasn't really my style though. I'd kind of grown out of that post grunge type stuff. But and some of their stuff's a little depressing. But I love whatever this guy's voice's name is. And I had I Dare You's a great song, but the acoustic I Dare You puts it on another level, man. And it is sick. And I had two Shine Down songs on my plate, like. I guess it was probably I probably ripped him from Napster or something back then or Rhapsody or something, but I had the acoustic version of I Dare You and I had their acoustic version of U2's One, mm. which is my favorite rendition of the song that's not U2. Um, loved it so much, actually, that I actually covered it downtown one time at a, a place called the Cock and Dog. Do you remember that place? It was downtown for about four months. I do not, sir. <laughs> well, I played down there. Um, my brother's friend Morgan was doing a show and or had to set up a show and asked me to play about five or six songs. And I played Shine. It was me doing Shine Down's version of U2's One. And uh, yeah, so I owe that to Shine Down. So yeah, two Shine Down songs I listened to, and they were, uh, one of them wasn't even there. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I dare you to listen to the acoustic version, and I dare you to listen to their version of one. It's fantastic. So. Well, we'll add them to the list of great wrestling bands and great exactly. wrestling songs yes. right here, man. That's I was, where I was headed with that soliloquy, but I didn't get there. <laughs> got sidetracked <laughs> with the cock and dog. So. Oh, speaking of memories, dude, this is uh, has a lot of memories for us. We uh, yeah. have talked about our friendship through here, and this was, you know, through our time together, this wasn't the first WrestleMania we ever watched, but it was the first one in a couple of years we had been able to sit down and watch together uh, at your old apartment, man. Uh, yeah, the, broken uh, too, the old apartment. <laughs> where the, I used to live. This was uh, before the old big screen or anything, just on the regular screen TV in there. Had a bunch of folks gathered together on the couch, man. Uh, just good times together. No, we had a big time, I'd say. So Yeah, yeah we big did. Yeah, we had the, the other uh, WrestleMania theme song. The old tube TV, man. Yeah, this was, um, you know, my roommate, you know, his buddy of ours from high school and stuff, but um, he was in my, my band at the time, too. And, well, I guess we, we didn't really have a band at this point, but whatever. But um, I asked him, you know, like, is it cool if we have people over and, you know, we'll, we'll get them to pay? You know, like that was, that was the thing back then, you know, you order pay per view is 60 or 70 bucks or whatever it is, but when your friends come over, they just give you five bucks or whatever 10, it is. Yeah. 10 bucks, That's what you did. That was just, that was cookies, etiquette. Yeah, or you bring something. something. Yeah, so we did that. Man, I think we got some of that random Chinese food, if I'm not mistaken. Do you remember that? It was random. I don't know where it's from, yeah. but yeah, we had some folks over there, some, you know, our buddies and some people that I didn't really know very well, too, that were there. And, some of his friends and we had some folks that weren't wrestling fans, but they came because they were friends of ours. And I just remember watching them get into the pay-per-view as we got into it. And that's once one thing I love about wrestling. It never were, has ne never worked on my wife, but <laughs> most sane people can at least find something in it to get into. But um, yeah, it was, it was, I just have fond memories of watching them get into it as we were, you know, especially like the, the Trish and, um, and uh, Mickey James match because that crowd was awesome during that match and uh, the main event and then this match we had a little they kind of got into the beginning of it because Undertaker's whole presentation is, is so neat so anyway uh, it, was, it was fond memories of this pay-per-view absolutely yeah this uh, were, were we watching Raw every week together up at this mm, point yeah you were actually I had Mondays I think I only had like one class or something so you would come over every Monday afternoon and we just play Robert Smackdown 05 or 06. Yeah. I do laundry all day and then like we'd watch we'd watch uh we would go to um Young Life or uh -huh. I'd go to Young Life on Monday night and then we'd come back and watch Raw the rest um that night live, you know. So it was fun, man. Yeah, man. That was a Monday night tradition that went on yeah. for years. Uh about another four or yeah, two two or three years. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I mean I, I, we we kept it going, you know, after you moved as well for about another seven or eight years that's I mean, true so 
it was a long going tradition there with our Augusta crew, the Monday night tradition, man. But it started right there in that apartment and bled into WrestleMania. So uh, very sentimental stuff. Uh, great memories of watching this one together and enjoying it together. Uh, so I don't know how other people think of this WrestleMania, but I, I remember it very fondly. It's uh, the last one in the arena setting up to this point. Uh, you know, they moved on pretty exclusively to domes and stadiums after this point, but it's in the Allstate Arena, so a little bit smaller, more intimate venue. No, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. You said fondly. I can't help but think of the Trish and Mickey James. <laughs> you remember it very fondly. <laughs> oh, I just mean the word fondly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, that's Fondly. cut off the paper. That's cut off the pay per view, by the way. Yeah, it's not cut off in my memories. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I, uh, this match actually comes right after that. It does, and after the McMahon family praying together backstage. Oh. <laughs> Golly, that was uncomfortable to watch oh, the other night. So awkward. But oh. uh, this match does get presented as one of the top four matches at the beginning of the show. It's billed uh, in the same level as McMahon and HBK and then the two world title matches. So mm-hmm. it just goes to show you where Undertaker is sitting on the card, even though it's just kind of in the middle of the card here. And, um, yeah, we get to that match. We hear Tony Chimmel tell us the rules of the casket match. We've got Cole and Taz on commentary. And the Druids are going to bring the casket, the Chicago deep dish casket, yes. out to the ring here. The Latin chanting beginning as the arena gets the smoke in there. Um, I loved all the uh, banners in the arena, too. Yeah. I mentioned that. It's just a unique look for this show. It's got, like, every guy in the company has, like, a big banner at the top of the arena. It was uh, yeah. just something different, something unique. Was there every guy and girl on the card, probably their face hanging up in yeah. there? Something, so... Yeah, it was really cool. I wonder where those are. Probably in the warehouse. I'm sure. It'd be great to have like a 40-foot face of Undertaker. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be awesome. Well, like you said, yeah, the, the Druids come out first and bring the, the deep dish uh, you know, casket out there. And then Mark Kearney's going to make his way out. But in a nice little moment of continuity, he has no Davari because they're selling that beating from uh, from Saturday Night's main event. Or selling whatever Taker did to him on top of the casket. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, He's doing a little Mickey he James Trish Stratus action. He gets in the ring, man, and I just noted that Mark Henry is like, he's he's super wet, man. Like, oh, he yeah. just, I mean, I don't know. If, it's probably sweat, too. Like, he is just, I mean, it's just water pouring off of him. Like, it's like someone's continuing to dump water on his head while he's already in the ring. He's just, so wet, man. Anytime he shakes, his water flying off his head and anything. But anyway, Thanks he's getting ready. Thanks for the strategy here. Oh, yeah. Slip out of the casket. <laughs> we uh, see some more uh, headstone, gravestone signs from Mark Henry in the mm-hmm. crowd. Somebody's got their dead man 14-0 and 0 sign in the crowd. We see a sign that says casket size XXXXXXXXL. Just some great sign action in the crowd here as – the Undertaker is going to make his big WrestleMania entrance. It's not as big as some of his other WrestleMania entrances we've seen in the past, but he does get a great reaction as the gong hits, lightning strikes, flames shoot out of the entrance, and, and like you mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago on the pod, man, no one has his presence coming out to the ring. No one has before, no one has since. Exactly, and this is the part where I actually went over to the the lights in my in my living room at the time, and we had the dimmers or whatever. And I remember the lights were out. And he got he got on the uh, steps to bring the lights up, and you know Michael Cole is reminding us that he's thirteen and zero. And I was about a second before him, but I remember turning the lights on when I thought he was going to put his arms up, and because I had dimmed the lights down when he came in just to give us all the the feeling of that and. It was pretty nerdy and marky at the time, but I mean, we had a fun. We had fun. If you've never so, done that in your house, you're not a real Undertaker fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I cued the lights up, and then Taker was about a second behind me, and yeah, it was just fun, man. We were feeling like we were in the arena, so it was good stuff. That's right. Well, Mark Henry's no fan of this, dude, because he's going to ambush Undertaker as dude. he's getting undressed, and it's a great strategy. It's what you should do when you're trying to end the 13-0 streak of the Undertaker. He jumps on him, uh, pounds away on him, but Taker reverses with a big boot and goes for a running clothesline. Doesn't take Henry down, so he goes for another one. 
and Mark Henry will not go down. So Mark Henry takes Undertaker down immediately with just one of his clotheslines, though. And that's going to be uh, really the story of this whole match is Undertaker's yes. offense is not quite working. Mark Henry is just going to overpower him. And again, in hindsight, you're like, well, I can see what they're doing. They're really trying to put him over as a monster, you know. But again, it's about eight years too late. You know, like it's just that ship sailed a long time ago. But uh, he does his version of what I would call the 619. Uh, what, what's the area code for Silsby, Texas? I don't know. He does the, the, the 509. Or I don't know if they have uh, telephones yet or electricity. <laughs> oh, no, we should have looked it up. Well, he, it's like the guy's head is on the middle rope and he just runs and jumps on there back basically and dives through the ropes which is crazy but yeah we'll have to find out what the air code is of Silsby Texas. he does the the 619 and uh, goes to the outside and they're on the outside and taker actually winds up hitting henry's head into the steps and it doesn't take him out like it did on saturday night's main event but henry does it to taker now and then they wind up rolling back into the ring and we get some good undertaker chants echoing throughout the all-state arena yeah man the chant for him but and uh getting behind him while mark henry's choking him in the ring Undertaker fights back with some soup bones and does the old first attempt for old school and doesn't connect. Mark Henry brings him down here, and I just wrote that Undertaker is selling big time for Henry. He's yes, like, he's like big Shawn time. Michaels, nineteen ninety two, bumping for Mark Henry here. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 great because that's what he's supposed to be doing, you know. Uh, oh, it's the four oh nine, the area code. See, it's the four oh nine. Giddy up, four oh nine. Yeah. <laughs> Itself. It's amazing. Oh man, yeah. Um, oh man, I'm lost. Spot. It's off. Um, well, he's he's um Henry's beaten on Undertaker, and he rolls him toward the casket. The refs open it, and we get that first shot of it. It's just luscious inside, man. It's mm. beautiful purple satin, you know, inlay. It looks great, man. But um, Taker fights out and starts working the shoulder, and this time he's able to hit old school. Um, and he goes for a PTO attempt, but Mark Henry uh, actually stops it, which is that the first time we haven't seen – we've seen him miss the PTO? Yeah, PTO denied. He's, he's used up at all. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have any more left. <laughs> yeah, rejected. So uh, He's going to have to save – I guess the calendar ends at WrestleMania, so you know, it'll start yeah. start logging back up again here uh, yeah, after WrestleMania you know, for the next year. <laughs> That's why he always takes a break right after WrestleMania because ah, he gets makes a fresh sense. batch of PTO that comes yeah, in exactly. after WrestleMania. Yeah. See, it all makes sense. It does. Um, the crowd's into it, man. It's a great Chicago crowd. All, wrestlers always, always talk about Chicago being awesome. They talk about this particular arena being one of their favorite ones to work in as crowds chanting, Henry sucks. And he attempts a... Running splash across the middle rope and uh, take a move this time. The 409. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, and this time Henry goes into the casket and he's standing up in it, starts yeah. freaking out. And uh, he pulls Undertaker down into the casket and they start throwing hands in there as the announcers wonder what would happen if both these guys were closed inside the casket, which is something we saw back at uh, No Mercy when yeah, exactly. him and Randy Orton were both in the casket together. And they still didn't have an answer back then. Nope. They still don't have an answer now. So, yeah, let's think about these things before we present them on television. That might but, be smart. Or mention them in the production truck or some production meeting. So, anyway, well, Taker winds up on his back down in the casket. And he lifts his hand up and goozles Mark Henry. They start slugging it out in the casket. And they just kind of roll back in the ring. And Mark Henry actually hits what would become the world's strongest slam. I mean, I guess he didn't have that at this point. I don't, I don't know, know what it's called that yet or not. Yeah, I don't they think didn't they mention call that. It. Yeah, yeah. And then though, he goes for a pin. So your favorite. <laughs> it's just instinctively, you know. And they say on commentary like it's just instinct, you know, go for, for a pin. But uh, I just, you know, oops, oops. Oh well. <laughs> he meant to do it, man. No, he didn't. Think, it's not. No, an he didn't. It he happens did in every casket no, match. He didn't mean because they're not used to it. No, because it's a spot. It's instinct. No, no it's not. Nope. <laughs> Nope, I will take that to the grave with me so in my casket. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Well, when we have a casket match, I'm going for a pin on you. That's, <laughs> That's fine. You'll lose because <laughs> that guy always loses. <laughs> well, oh, hit the giddy up 409. <laughs> you know, uh, Mark shakes it off here. 
and he tries to uh, roll Taker into the casket, but Taker is going to reverse out of it and sort of hit a stun gun on Mark Henry and it headbutts Henry and sells that headbutt huge, like hurt yeah. his head as well. And Henry works over Undertaker with a clothesline into the corner. And then he's going to make this mistake oh, that yeah. every, everyone's made for the last um, five years. He's going to go for the 10 punches on the corner, on the middle turnbuckle, which, again, I think even Taz is like, D- I don't see Mark Henry get up there very often. <laughs> but then uh, the Undertaker is going to get him up and kind of hit a last ride, and even Taz calls him out. He's like, well, it's kind of more like a power bomb. It wasn't really like the last <laughs> he one. Tried. Like, yeah. But again, I mean, I think it's a cool spot. It's, I, I thought it was cool. I like how it's kind of sloppy. It didn't look, yeah. you know, beautiful and crisp. It shouldn't. It's Mark Henry, you know? So I like that. But he does hit the last right out of the corner. And, um, and you know, the crowd reacts to it, too, because Undertaker has not gotten Mark Henry off his feet for right. six or seven minutes here. So it's yeah. this whole match. He's been working to do something to him and it finally connects so that's a big deal it's just basic simple storytelling here but it's effective and it works yeah and that's kind of the beginning of the end of the match here it's going to kind of really pick up a notch after that match because or after that move because he's going to roll um mark henry on top of the casket and mark henry kind of rolls off to the outside and then taker's going to take it back to 1997 1998 here and just wow us yeah, dude, it's WrestleMania, so he's busting mm-hmm. out all the stops. Undertaker runs across the ring and hits what uh, Bruce Pritchard has called the flying cow dive <laughs> over the casket to Henry on the outside. And uh, I say over the casket, but just Oof. barely, dude. Yeah. And he barely avoided disaster. It looked like his knees scraped the top of that casket. Ooh, he came that close, Travis. I know, man. I was nervous watching it. Just like there was not a lot of, um, you know, room for error on that. So I get nervous every time he does it. Ever oh, since sure. uh, what the next the next WrestleMania is the most terrifying. But no, is it the? Yeah, I think it's next year's. So, but anyway, um, yeah, he barely gets that, and I'm just like, dude, Shawn Michaels like broke his back on it. Like, let's just be careful. Let's not do these moves over the casket, you know. So. But then he's going to roll Henry back in the ring. And then, again, we've had a big last ride. We've had the big flying cow. And now Taker's just going to go tic-tac-toe, three in a row, and get um, <laughs> Mark Henry up in a humongous tombstone. And the, the crowd, man, Chicago is just like, they're on their feet. They're so impressed. Oh, yeah. and They, yeah, they love minds. this. Yeah, they love that. So, And, of course, what are you going to do after that? That's one, two, three right there. Taker rolls in. Well, not one, two, three. Excuse me. I'm, I'm, I'm just was, like this. Instinct. See? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's an error. Like I said. It was for me. It was not for Mark Henry. But Undertaker rolls Henry in, slams the lid, and that's the end of that chapter, dude. Undertaker goes 14-0 at WrestleMania. Is putting over that streak here. Uh, we cut to the 14 and 0 sign in the crowd. You know, everybody's hyped up for it. We see the replays and we see the Shakespeare pose. The pyro goes off as the Undertaker celebrates here, and the Druids go to collect the casket. Yeah, these three lightning bolts like shoot down, and the Druids roll the casket away as Taker kind of he steps down the um, the stairs and pulls the straps down. You know, that's how you know he's done. His business time is uh, is upon us. He's ready to go get back to the back and kick it with his buddies, I guess. So, like the APA or whatnot. So, anyway, he stands behind the casket and just kind of stares for what seemed like ten hours. Then he just walks around the casket and starts walking away up the ramp. Gets to the top. We see a fourteen and zero sign. He looks over his shoulder and raises his fist. Take your power. So, 
yeah. take her power. Yeah, man. Uh, but, but before we go, though, we see maybe one of the best yes. signs in the crowd we've seen in 117 episodes, dude. I, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm just going to have to put a picture up. But yeah. this dude holding the sign, it's got the Undertaker's head on it, but there's a cutout for his eyes, and he's got like another strip of paper behind it that he lifts up that kind of like looks like he's rolling Taker's eyes yeah, in the awesome. back of his head. It's just like... <laughs> incredible work man it took oh. a lot of work to do that yeah <laughs> did i describe it, it okay oh yeah yeah sense? absolutely and he's on he's on camera for like that long i mean it's just that they don't they don't really stay on it forever but it was so cool to see man yeah kudos to that guy yeah for putting all that work into that and uh yeah it's really cool and why have we not seen that before like no think know. of it, it's like that's not even that why it's not that wild of an idea you know like but really cool for him great so, work yeah, I, I, um, to me, this match ended kind of abruptly, um, just because it was short. I mean, I'm used to take her going longer than this, but it was about nine and a half minutes. Um, but, you know, great, some great spots near the end there. Like you said, you got big last ride, the, the flying cow, and the tombstone. It doesn't wear its welcome on either. It doesn't didn't last too long, in my opinion. It was it was fun, uh, fun little sprint. I guess I would agree with that. I, I enjoyed it, man. It was, it was simple, basic, yeah. but that's okay. Sometimes sure. that was all it needed to be. Um, there were a couple of great high spots out of it with the dive and then the tombstone. So you, you got your money's worth out of it. Uh, you know, it's not a main event match, so it's, it's not going out there to steal the show, but right. it did enough to, uh, to make it worth, uh, you know, worth it, worth its spot on the card. I would say, and, uh, you know, like we said earlier, I don't think it gets remembered very favorably because it's not anything special. And then the feud was not anything special because you didn't go into it thinking Mark Henry had a chance and, and he doesn't pick up the victory here. So it's not one of the most fond memories of the streak. But, you know, as a completist, if you're if you're going to watch the entire streak, you got to watch this as part of it and it's a WrestleMania match so it's it's important you need to see it if you've never seen it before and it's it's less than 10 minutes so you could watch it real quick yeah. so you know don't expect anything great but it is it is worth watching at least once oh sure i'll take it over WrestleMania 19 any day absolutely so. it's it's not one of the worst matches of the street no. for sure or over king kong bundy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. still hate that match it's better than quite a few <laughs> yeah so and it's better than what we're going into, Travis, as we keep this oh, no. hearse traveling, rolling, rolling, rolling onto the last ride, my friend. We have a dark period before us because Mark Henry's going to look like Cesaro compared to the next man that we cover here. <laughs> Davari's got a new oh, protege that he's going to bring out oh. to go for The Undertaker. That's oh, right, no. folks. For the first time on this podcast, we're discussing The Great Kali <laughs> at uh, Judgment Day 2006. Travis, I can see the excitement on your face. I got nothing to say. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep my comments for next week, I oh, guess. Yeah. It'll be oh, fun. man. Sometimes the I'll worst know. stuff makes for the best podcast. Yeah, I hope so, because there's not a lot of meat on that bone. So, phew, <laughs> man. Well, that's next week. So before we get there, we want to hear about this week. We want to hear your comments. We want to hear your feedback. We want to hear what you thought of WrestleMania 22, The Undertaker and Mark Henry. So hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let us know what you thought of the show. Of course, none other than at Pokey's Little Dog, Randy Turco is back, baby. He was Randall. at... Not WrestleMania, but he was at Saturday Night's main event. Maybe even cooler, Ooh, man. And nice. He showed it to us, man. He got the screenshot. He's on TV, smiling big behind JBL as JBL drives his limo out into the arena. So you yes, can see he him is. out there. And showed his ticket stub, showed some pictures of the Undertaker he got in the arena. So kudos to you, Randy. Uh, we always, Travis always awesome. asks about guys who are at the show. Yeah, man, that's cool that you were there at Saturday Night's main event. I mean, what a what a cool feather in your cap, you know? First one in 14 years, so that's awesome. So, was he wearing a Taker shirt? 
No, big yellow slippery one wet shirt. <laughs> oh, Bon Jovi, bon eh? Bon Jovi, man. So, speaking of 80s covers, like, for, for albums. Great album, top yeah, to bottom. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that could have been Mark Henry's shirt, too. Slippery one wet. That's what happens with the 409. He's actually trying to land on him, but he just slips off. That's what he sprays all over himself, man. Yeah. 409. <laughs> Greaser. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of music man. memories, at Watch Wrestle Pod, Watch Along Wrestling, one of our friends on here said, uh, just like you, Travis, Shinedown was his ish back in the day. And, Ooh. Uh, this Mania did have not one but two great theme songs, as we mentioned. Big Time from Peter Gabriel. Big and, uh, Time. He said as a kid, he thought... That song was made for this WrestleMania, which <laughs> probably a lot of people did back then, dude. It uh, was a it was weird choice. Like, yeah, it was really random. I remember just being like, this is not new or current. Like, why are we pulling this out? Because you're used to current songs being WrestleMania themes at that time. So it was definitely strange. But, um, yeah, it's and fun It's not like too. a rock song either. No, yeah, it's not like ACDC or anything. Yeah, it's just like... Peter Gabriel, <laughs> but it worked, I dude. I, yeah. I, I loved it. I don't care. But I'd be like them pulling out like in the air tonight, like <laughs> the theme song. Sounds awesome, <laughs> dude. AEW uh, in the air tonight, man. Make oh, it happen. Oh man, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine exactly. that in a video package? Man? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It'd be great. Um, man, that shine down video is so good. Watch that, oh, folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had that. Had that as like the header on my MySpace page there for a long time. That Ooh. the WrestleMania shine down. <laughs> Ooh. I remember that. Ooh. MySpace. I don't know if that still exists anymore, but that was on my MySpace page for a long, long time. But speaking of memories, uh, and speaking of new stuff. Uh, after you listen to this podcast, we want to encourage you to go check out our brother podcast, The Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. You know they're going through the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin over there, just the same as we're going through The Undertaker's career. And uh, I was a guest on there a few weeks ago, and they were gracious enough to invite myself and Travis, could make it over there for this run, and we did a uh, fatal four-way commentary over... Uh, an Undertaker match, Undertaker and Stone Cold at King of the Ring 1999. No, excuse me, Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded. Oh yeah, how could I forget that bloodbath over there? Yeah, <laughs> that was fun, man. It was a blast, man. Thank you guys for having us on. We'll have to do it again sometime. It was a pleasure to meet them and uh, be with them on their show. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So you guys go check that out. I think it drops uh, the same day this does or the day after. So. Yeah, it should be out. Mike and JV over there. Go check them out. Subscribe to their show. and we'll It's going to be wicked awesome. <laughs> it will be, man. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, all four of us trying to talk over this match. <laughs> it will be great. Um, and definitely uh, we'll have to have the four of them, or all four of us on this show. Uh, sometime soon as well. We'll figure that out, figure out something fun for us to do over here. Um, another recommendation, we uh, we talked about it last week off air, but we forgot to mention it on here. Most of you guys, you probably watched it by now, but on the WWE Network, uh, we want to encourage you to go watch the Kane episode of Photoshoot. As you can imagine, obviously he's talking about The Undertaker quite a yeah. bit on there. It tells a lot of great behind-the-scenes stories. And Kane's story has intersected on our podcast so much. Uh, if you're a fan of this podcast, you will enjoy watching that. 30 minutes of Kane just shooting and telling great stories. It's my favorite show on the WWE Network, and uh, it's a must-watch if you enjoy this podcast. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, again, you can't tell the story of Taker without Kane, and you obviously can't tell the story of Kane without Taker because that's where he debuted. So really fun, and you get to see some... Um, them talk about where he they actually wrestled while he was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling and Undertaker came down there That's and wrestled. Right. So it was kind of fun to see that and just hear how much he puts over Taker. He doesn't even talk about himself when he's looking at these pictures. He's talking about Taker and how much he learned from him and how much of a locker room leader he was and just just everything he absorbed from Taker. And it's just so neat to again, you don't you don't not hear that from people. That's all you ever hear about the man, Mark Calloway, when it comes to Undertaker, is just, I mean, it's unanimous. 
throughout all these shoot interviews and stuff, just like how much he's done for the business and what he and the advice he gives and and just the way he approaches things. Um, so yeah, just it was really enlightening. This helped to reinforce you know what we're doing here in my opinion. So. Absolutely, couldn't say it better. A uh, couple more things. Want to shout out our buddy Jay Stanley, who uh, I ran into this weekend, and he listens to us every week. And uh, told us, told me again how much he enjoyed it. Loves hearing us on the show. And uh, a guy by the name of Adam Davies. I think I've shouted him out a couple times, but he watches us on YouTube every week. Always leaves a comment on our YouTube episodes. So thank you for listening there, Adam. We appreciate all the feedback and appreciate you listening folks uh you can listen to us on youtube spotify podbean iHeartRadio, stitcher apple Podcasts, google play wherever you listen please like it subscribe leave a comment on there and uh forgot to mention this last week but we did a poll on the twitter page a few weeks ago travis uh for the best randy orton match of the randy orton quadrilogy oh yeah so uh, who won Please. One was that WrestleMania match. So that there got you go. the biggest percentage of the votes. Uh, the Hell in a Cell match was number two, which was my choice. Uh, but yep, you picked the WrestleMania match, and that one did get the number one on the votes on there. So thank you guys for voting. <laughs> <A> good day. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. well, excellent. Yeah, thanks for interacting, guys. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So. That's all I got, man. Let's uh, go go check us out. Subscribe on Stitcher. Use the code Talking Taker to get a free month of Stitcher Premium. Go buy a T-shirt off of Tee Public. And uh, yeah, it's join November. Us next it's week. getting holiday season. You guys need to get your friend a hoodie, Talking Taker hoodie, Talking Taker koozies. They can sip their eggnog in it. You want to get Talking Taker stickers and stuff in their stocking? You go get one of those. It'll be thirty-five percent off eventually, like every other weekend, basically. So. We don't care how much you spend. Just spend some. Just buy something. We don't get much from it, so it'll just help support us and help it uh, us make the show better. And we again, we we appreciate you guys any support we get from y'all. So thank you so much. And if you were there, if you were at the Allstate Arena um, at this night, how about this? If you were there in '97 when Taker won the world title, and you were there in '06, ah. um, let us know. You know, let us know. Uh, if, that would be really, really cool if you were there both times. So I'm sure some people there were, but yeah. who knows if they listened to us. But um, anyway, so yeah, if you were there this night, um, please let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this match and how close Taker actually got to clipping his knees on the uh, casket when he did the old <laughs> flying gal over the top. So other than that, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week with the great colleague, unfortunately. And uh, other than that, take it easy. Year after year after year, there is yet another amazing memory.